You are listening to episode 40 of the Playing Falau podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, friends. Today's topic is about what so many have been telling me they're feeling. So many out there are having these conversations, and maybe as a leader, you're facing the similar thing too. For me, and for many, it's this deep sense of weariness and fatigue that's a result of the stress of the last eight months, and perhaps a lack of excitement, maybe even dread for the winter ahead. Many that I hear are saying, Rita, I am in a funk. What do I do? I understand. I have you. I've got your back. Today, I'm going to share with you why you are in exactly the right place, despite what your logical, rational mind might tell you otherwise, why your leadership is important now more than ever, but most importantly, before you can lead, you have to be able to have it yourself. I want to help you restore and reset and recharge so that this weariness, this fatigue, or this funk that you're feeling perhaps isn't so long-term. And that you are able to not just survive and get by, but thrive in the months ahead because that is possible and there are people, individuals, and leaders who do. If that sounds irrational, then good because being rational right now is highly overrated. And I'm going to show you why I believe that and how you can do it differently. By now, if you're like most we're all tired of balancing work and online schooling. We're tired of navigating the conflicting attitudes towards social distancing. We're tired of looking down the next months and maybe being forced to reevaluate our family traditions at the holidays. Nobody likes traditions as much as I do. And mine are going to have to change. They're adapting. And that can be heavy. Then you're looking to continue how your business is going to be run or how it's being affected and continual changes you'll need to make. Maybe you're looking at and listening to your clients' heaviness. All of it can be a lot. There's also an uncertainty of, will this ever end? Will we ever reach normalcy? All of these things add up and it can make recovering from what I'm going to tell you about very difficult. So, Now, I find it funny that as I sit here and record this, that I am watching our first snowfall here in Chicago. Holy guacamole is all I have to say is I've been thinking about it. I've been trying to brace myself. And here it is, like, perfectly, of course. The first thing I want to tell you is that it's okay to be not okay. You hear me? It's okay to feel the feelings. Take the pressure off of yourself by telling yourself you should feel anything other than what you feel right now. You can't count on going at 100% all of the time. 
There is a reason that you're tired and you're feeling these feelings. And on a very physiological level, it's because we have this thing called a surge capacity, which allows us to show up for emergencies, stressful situations, tough times. It's our mental and physical capacity to deal with these things. And on a physiological level, we do have an influx of chemicals that get released so that we can have additional levels of adrenaline. Eventually, that gets depleted. Leaders in particular are and have been looked to by their organizations and their teams. And even their family members have been in need of their mental and physical capacity. As a result, the leaders' surge capacities have been depleted. It's meant for the short term, and that's the problem. We're officially way beyond short term. You've had months of a lot of different stressors, and you're feeling the, the reality of that. That said, like a gas tank that's close to dry, you've got to reset. You've got to refuel it. you got to restore it. you got to replenish it. And that's the same thing you have to do with your own system. I'm going to show you some approaches here, the contrarian approaches, so that you can replenish yours. Leaders know that you are meant to be here to inspire. You are meant to instill hope that it's going to be okay. This is temporary where we will get through. But I don't need to tell you that you can't give what you don't have. So let's first get started on you. In addition to understanding that it's okay to not be okay, the second understanding to take on is that you're in exactly the right place that you're meant to be at this time. You're exactly where you're meant to be. And if that seems annoying or difficult to hear, hear me out. I know you're here and where you're meant to be because you are here. If it's happening, it's meant to be happening. It's peaceful acceptance with what is. It doesn't mean that you give up, that you resign. That does not mean resignation. Acceptance is not suffering, fighting the reality. It's like boxing a brick wall. Many get stuck in that loop of regret or shame or shooting. It's, it's a memory of the past that they get stuck in. And so what's important, since the past is officially dead and does not exist except in your memory, is to come back to the present. I believe and have a faith that everything's happening for a reason and that the reason it's here is to provide me with additional information for two things, for my next direction and for my involvement. So it's here. It's always perfect. It's always perfect. Even if it looks messy or unpleasing to the logical, rational mind, because, and there's something that happens when we peacefully accept it's like it, this is what it is. Then we are able to reclaim all of our resources, creativity, intelligence, physical capacity, all of our mental capacity so that we are able to show up once again and evolve to our highest levels. In other words, to play full out. There's a very practical thing that you can do to reset and restore. And I do believe these are things that you need to do in advance. And that is to give yourself a break. Understand that, as I said, you can't go to 100% the whole time and that it's time, you know, it's like the squirrels, I'm thinking that we, you know, store their nuts for the winter in advance 
They're taking care, they're preparing, they're being deliberate, they're conscious, they're planning. And I encourage you to have a list of ways that you can take a break and feel better. Stockpile your ideas, take a walk, stock up on your best smelling candle so that you'll have it to read that book. Watch and have a list of Netflix videos that that you want to see. Have a list of friends and people to call when and if you ever feel isolated. You want to have these things in store so that you know something and have something to do that can support you in nurturing yourself. And ask the question of yourself and be prepared to give that to yourself generously in the months ahead and on a daily basis. One of the other things I, in my conversations, because I've sat with a lot of people who are feeling tired and weary, but I've also sat with those who've really been happy and satisfied and fulfilled during this time. And so I've been curious and asked along the way what it is that they're attributing that to. One other thing that I've seen that's consistent is that they are planning things to look forward to. There is, research shows us, enthusiasm that that the creation of a planning of a vacation, the anticipation of it is actually more part of the joy than the actual taking the vacation or that particular thing that you're looking forward to. So be and enjoy the planning of something that you have to look forward to in the upcoming future. That's just a tidbit and an aside that came to me. I have also noticed something in particular with those who are tired and weary and have drained their, you know, they have a depleted surge capacitor. And that is that they have lost their vision or their vision's time has run out or their vision is vague and blurry. And this makes sense because if you've ever followed the research of marathoners, marathoners are known if they quit the race at any point to fall out at a very specific mile, it is not the last few miles, 25 or 26, that you might think it would be because they were tired and fatigued. It is mile 20. And the reason is, is because at mile 20 is when their vision is the most blurred, is the most non-existent. They were enthused and excited and clear-minded and clear clear in their vision as they began and continued in mile 20. It's it's faded. Right now, so many weary and fatigued individuals are, are feeling that way because they don't have an exciting, compelling vision. I encourage you, and I've had other podcasts on creating your vision, but I encourage you to start with the end in mind, to go out and whether that's three months or six months, make it the end of the year or out into next March, I would even encourage to start there, but then even to go out to nine months. You want to be able to run the whole entire marathon, not, you know, get stuck at 20 once again. So this is your, your, your next stretch. One of the things I would say is to make sure that you know what excites you. What you, this is temporary. You will be on the other side of this. Nothing stays the same forever. There will be a time you go back out and sit in a bar and enjoy your friends or see a concert you haven't seen or do some of those things. And you'll love those things all the more because they'll be cherished as a result of having missing, missed them for so long. But go out and, and start to see, you know, chunk it down. Like I said, what would a magical 
next three months, when it's 1231 look like to you? 1231, 2020. Own these next couple months. It's startling how fast it's coming, but say I'm going to define them as opposed to letting them define me. And you, you can adapt, but as you'll hear in my next step, I want you to think bigger and it's, and be crisp. Don't argue for your limitations right now. That's something that's very common for people who are struggling is that they'll say, but I can't because of this. What I am really calling you to, and this is the most important thing, is that I am encouraging you to drop rationality. Rationality is really overrated. What I mean is that if you're going to look or change a situation or improve upon something and you want to feel more alive once again, but once you've restored is to approach things for the first time. Be irrational about them. If you're looking to to answer the same questions based upon your current circumstances or the measurements or the numbers, you're going to get really uninsightful answers. You know, the reason I bring this up is twofold. One, because when I started to listen to people who are enjoying themselves, what I found is when I asked them to answer the question is they said they did things that were not popular. They did things that people were telling them not to do. They did things that the numbers didn't show. Now, this isn't, I'm not saying throw your mask off. It has nothing to do with that. It's not about not taking care of yourself. It is, however, about asking yourself, if I was irrational, if I had an irrational idea, what would it be? Because looking at simply what exists currently isn't what's going to change anything. If you think about our leaders who have ever created something, maybe that's Gandhi or Rosa Parks or Martin Luther King, Abraham Lincoln, any of them, they didn't, and those, there's current day ones as well. They're thinking of impossible, irrational things and starting there. Before you think, Rita, you know, I need to do what's likely or plausible right now as I make decisions. I would challenge you. I want you to think about something that was one of your most favorite moments. Maybe it is a source of pride for you today, or it's something you achieved or you experienced it. Do you have that in mind yet? Now look at that. Ask yourself, did it happen because you were being rational? Did the numbers support it? Were you being reasonable and measured? Or were you being a bit irrational? Were you throwing rationality out the door? I'll let you know that every time I ask this question, there isn't a person who says that the best things in their life result of being rational. I was thinking about this in particular because I'm coming up onto an anniversary of my entrepreneurial career, a time when I made a decision to step out and step out of a job in the corporate world. I recall specifically, this is funny, being at a restaurant with my parents when I made this announcement to them. It was a Giordano's pizza restaurant over Deep Dish Pizza. And I recall my father saying, what do you do? When the economy's down, I, besides feeling like a knife had gone through my, my chest, I realized this isn't rational to leave my 401k and to do these different things and to leave the safety. But this is what I know. If I hadn't been irrational, I wouldn't be doing the work and, and leading the life that I absolutely adore. And that some of 
just not mine, but some of people's, yours too, likely, the best things in life that have ever happened were because you weren't being rational. You weren't basing them on statistics and figures and returns on a decision. I made a crazy decision. I didn't listen to reason. And I'm so happy when I look back in my life that I didn't listen to reason. I would say some of, as I said, the best decisions that I have made have come from being not rational and not listening to reason. What I mean by this right now is that you can argue for limitations a lot in these, these times. You can argue by the numbers and, or, and, or, you can say what would be absolutely irrational as it comes to this. Now, there's two ways to do this. If I wasn't being rational and I opened myself up to doing or being something that I physically thought was impossible before or even at least a struggle, what would it be? And then instead of arguing for why it can't happen, argue for why it can. Imagine that you were assigned the thesis of that this absolutely can happen. I don't care if it's flying to Hawaii, you know, visiting a friend, renting your cabin somewhere that you've always dreamed of but never allowed yourself, going off and writing your book. What's irrational? What's even on a simpler level, what's something that's irrational in the next two weeks? We seem to come alive when we are using our spirit, our creativity, our insight, as opposed to following our limited left brain. Einstein said that your head, your thinker, is supposed to be the faithful servant to your intuition, to your creativity, to your heart. I'm adding some words so that you can understand them. I think you really said that your head's supposed to be the, ex- the faithful servant to your heart. It's the executive director. So lead from your creativity, your insight, your irrational right brain, and let your left brain decide how it's going to make it happen. That's the job. The magic begins when you become irrational. Your best insights and answers show up and the ways to make them happen then are evoked. We can't do what hasn't been first imagined. And I think that we're in a period where there's very limited use of our imagination because we're getting too immersed in our left brain. And so what opportune and perfect time to be practicing our own expansion and involvement as in a time where we're challenged. We don't evolve. We don't expand when we aren't being challenged. So the silver lining of periods like this is that it makes us really double down and look at what it is we want to drop, what we want to keep, and to look for new and different ways as opposed to accepting the status quo. Specific examples for you might involve, I'm going to call someone tomorrow that I thought was too above my head or too impossible to reach. By the way, this is a very key time when a lot of people are at home. They're available now more than ever. Take advantage of that. Maybe something irrational for you is going and visiting a friend you never get to see. Maybe something irrational for you is taking a class, learning a language. You might have said, I'm going to learn this when I retire. What if you learn it now? Look at what is illogical 
and challenge your proving of that, your confirmation of that, and ask yourself why. And try, like I say, to build a thesis around its positive opposite. What if instead of asking, why is this, you know, improving? What would happen if I don't reach it or hit it? Ask yourself, what if you do? What if you do get to go, that person calls and picks up and you have a conversation with them and they show up for something? What if you actually get to spend more time with your family this holiday than less, or you do something that you have put off? Be irrational. Rational is highly overrated. It's keeping people stuck. It's keeping their imagination in the dust. Reset by going easy on yourself, first of all, being okay, not being okay. Know and trust that everything is working out as it's supposed to be, even if it's a bit messy and you can't see the whole path right in the moment. Then once you do, go ahead and throw a shot out of irrationality into your vision for the next few months. Play with it and have fun. You will be amazed by the possibility that opens up when you do. I will see you at the same time next week, same bat channel, same bat time, and I look forward to it. Have a delightful week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.